0: Hi and welcome to the podcast you're having tea with Alice. This week's episode is with Dara O'Brien who's doing a podcasting tour of the world as things in the UK start to open up and he sees the end of this time where where people are stuck at home he's decided to take advantage of the leftover time and do a little tour of the world. And he was kind enough to come on Tea with Alice. And we talked about all sorts of things uh, from taking a sabbatical to hustling to uh, how you come up with ideas and structure shows. I think it was a fantastic conversation. I enjoyed having it. I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed having it. Uh, If you subscribe to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for my weekly Tea with Alice salons, you can do that. Uh, that's that's available for you, and I just want to say thank you to everybody who supports my work in any way. It is an incredible thing to be able to get through the world with such a kind group of people um, supporting me, whether it's listening to the show, whether it's supporting me on Patreon or whether it's coming to see my show at the Sydney Comedy Festival Thursday until Sunday, Thursday the 6th until Sunday the 9th, of May 2021 I will be streaming one of those nights uh, for my Patreon subscribers follow me on Twitter at alliterative A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E or my weekly show The Gargle which is a spin-off of The Bugle or my monthly show The Last Post which is a uh, which is a satirical news comedy uh, set in an alternate dimension those are all places that you can find my work I'm going to stop rambling and let you get on with listening to this episode of Tea with Alice with Dara O'Brien. I will start by saying, who are you and what are you drinking?
1: Right. Uh, my name is Dara Breen. I'm a comedian based in London who has intermittently visited both Sydney and Melbourne and various other parts of Australia. Um, but, um, you know, as along with the, <laughs> loads of other places, I, where I am, it's nearly midnight. Uh, so I'm drinking a Valpolicello, which I opened about three days ago because I had a friend staying over. Ed Burn, <laughs> <laughs> staying over. Uh, it's, it's not very. It's sort uh, of a
0: grape tea.
1: Yeah, I, yes, yeah, the tea thing, I don't do tea. So there was no point at which I was going, I certainly wasn't going to do tea at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, but the, uh, but no, I don't do the tea thing. I'm not Irish. That's uh, the, it's, it's been a, always a difficult thing. And it, it, it causes tension in, in the marital uh, life. It caused in a kind of a, oh God, if you could just drink tea and then you could just make me tea uh, when you were having a tea, that'd be very, you, you, there's all these things that you set yourself, you step out of if you don't drink tea. That's rituals that people have. That they would like you to be part of. Um, See, for me,
0: tea was stepping out of coffee. I don't drink coffee.
1: Oh, I don't do that coffee either. So I'm not. No, I no, no, I, I do I get caffeinated soft drinks are my doorway for that. But the uh, but so no, I, so all that like. I'm not presuming that it's. Like I am like a, I sh- I should be like a geisha uh, performing no, no. very intricate uh, things <laughs> no. with the tea and the and the warming of the leaves and the whole thing like that. But there is still an element to which it's like, oh God, it'd be really handy because you would know the rhythms of of the real world, whereas I don't obviously know the rhythms of the real world. When people need this stuff, uh, yes, I've existed without them. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. So, it, what I, made you
0: decide? At what point did you diverge on these t- on this timeline? What fork in the road?
1: Uh, it was. It was. It never started. So I am default timeline. I am. I am actually uh, origin man. I am the way people are supposed to live. Uh, so in many ways, you should be studying me because I. <laughs> I have not been <laughs> vulgarized or bastard by the by by bringing tea into my life. So this is yeah. This 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 lifestyle is is the natural one. Uh, and rather than your the pre-colonization
0: the of India. Oh
1: look, I am. I am. I am <laughs> Colombian uh, Mad in, in in on on the American continent. I. I am. I am pagan gods and uh sacrifices and all the things that define I'm, I, you know, multi I worship the sun, everything, everything P- tea changes all that shit. It's great. You know, before before tea came in and ruined this, it really was a far more I'm in touch with the cycles of nature. It's it's incredible. But the uh but you've dumped all that for the civilizing uh quotation marks of tea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Quote unquote, yeah. I've I've homogenized the human experience to yeah. well, actually, I'm not drinking a caffeinated tea, I'm drinking a berry tea uh, which I've made the mistake of it's a very beautiful sort of a lot of chunky dried berries right. situation um, but unfortunately because it was so beautiful I just dumped it into the cup and poured water on top so now I have to every sip I have to strain it through my teeth like a whale uh, which <laughs> okay. is a challenge.
1: That's not great surely there's some filter somewhere there's some colander <laughs> no, I've, committed.
0: I've committed I, I feel very strongly about like fully feeling the I- impacts of your own mistakes. <laughs>
1: Look, absolutely, and and that should be flossy. More people, more people should have consequences. Yeah. Uh, we often live in a consequence-free world, and that is, you know, whereas you now have to, you have to floss after your cup of tea, which is. This not is the how way I get back to in me.
0: touch with nature. You never yeah, left obviously. touch with nature, By but I
1: you grind past your teeth as you're supposed to be <laughs> drinking an infusion. The uh, so no no hot drinks. I can do soup obviously because and that's obviously. That's the third go-to is soup. Weirdly, when you say no tea, no tea coffee, people feel submerged off you a hot drink, and they and they go soup. And you're going, why would I? Why would I not have a nice bowl of soup now at this stage? It's a meal.
0: I don't understand that. That is not my. That would not be my natural hierarchy. I would probably go, uh, tea, coffee, maybe hot chocolate, and then. Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, okay, cold
0: fine. beverages. Do you do hot yeah. chocolate?
1: Uh no I don't actually I I like chocolate as uh, chocolate uh and you know chocolate in various other forms uh just pisses me off and I kind of a, like can we just have some have some chocolate please the yeah so no I've never done that like whatever yeah no I'm I'm dreadful on the on the hot uh, drinks but no I've so, I've had a lot of people go go to soup at that point uh, yeah. and it is and you yeah sure go on make me a fucking soup I'd like you to now liquidize some some carrots and and and, onions and potatoes and build a stock <laughs> uh, that would be great if you could do that like if I could lash up for me uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no don't do the hot drinks I prepare myself injected cold the uh, and I like I like that I like caffeine uh, and I like the I, I need a cola every so often uh, during the day but yeah not not in tea and my mother again be- bemoans this loudly has always found this very, well, very weird.
0: that is absolutely right you're still welcome here where uh thank you very I much to, anything is tea if you think about it long enough in the wrong way
1: but um, also, the, there is an hour of the, of the day because I'm, I'm doing this, um, you know, it's a pleasure to talk to you guys, but, uh, but also I'm doing it as part of a weird initiative to do many international podcasts um, because I need to start my brain again. And I thought this would be a good way to do it. The, uh, to just, on a weird, just going on to, a to tour this week uh, of different podcasts around the world.
2: So,
0: so yeah. I love that. I love that. I, I have a thing on my Patreon where I talk to people every week. I have a salon. And oh, it's just delightful. so nice to talk to, I mean, no offence to comedians. It's nice to talk to people, you know, like yeah. I've got a sheet metal worker in Minnesota. I've got like a lady oh, in far so North crazy. Queensland on a farm. I've got all these people in Sweden and Germany. And like, it's so nice to just, you know, people. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because this thing, I mean, and I expressly said, he saw the tweet, I said, it was expressly a, look, before this whole zoo thing stops and we go back to just, you know, slightly, Parochializing ourselves into people we actually... Can, and a comedian, look, I want to be in front of actual people. I want to be able to reach out to people there. That'd be great. But the advantage of this was kind of passed me by because I didn't take a chance to do this. And that's exactly what I was looking for. Um, and instead... And this is both a blessing and a curse. I got hundreds of replies from, Hi Adara, we're two Irish girls living in Abu Dhabi uh, talking to the Irish community. And that little, that exact tweet appeared for 40 different countries. Hi, we're two Irish lads in Toronto at the moment (laughs) talking to the Irish community. It's like, no, lad, that's the same thing. You're not the sheet metal worker who wants to dance that I want to talk to in Minnesota. You're just me again. Uh, And so... (laughs)
0: You should record your end and then just put it out as the Irish di- diaspora.
1: Honestly, um, to anyone, hey, it's great to hear. here. In, insert town name because we are everywhere. So, But in, in everywhere, somebody decided to set up a podcast servicing the Irish community. And you're going, that's wonderful, but not what I was looking for. So uh, so yes, yeah, so, so this is 11 o'clock at night for me, which is the time I should be getting up and writing jokes. And so I got to wake up to do that. And I thought this is the perfect way just to start talking to comedy people and talking nonsense. Um, yeah, because I, I'm, I'm essentially using your eight in the morning brain uh, <laughs> to stir my 11 o'clock at night brain.
0: I mean, so if you yeah, wanted I nonsense, I should have had you on the last post, which is set in an alternate universe. But so <gasps> maybe we can work up to that.
1: If we can get to that, it would be <laughs> fantastic. Like the,
2: uh, MIT, that was my in, last in my...
0: year thing. I spent January and February kicking myself because yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? A daily satirical news podcast set in an alternate dimension. So I have to make up the news and then make fun of it every day. And then in by March, I was like, I'm the luckiest person in the world. I have work every day of the year. So uh, well, that look, was a
1: fun project. It, 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 what's interesting for that for, for me is, because um, the game in comedy, a lot of it is how much information do you give people? Um, and how much do they have? And how much are you letting them tease out themselves? And how much, how much do they run ahead of you? Um, And for example, I had a routine once about the film 2012, which was the only problem, great old routine, but the only problem was very few people have seen the film 2012. And it is a case of how do I expect, it's a very easy film to explain, but... There was I was there was night I was on in Stoke, which is a you know, um, paint the picture for those listening. For, by the way, I, even though you're in Australia, you work in the UK, so this presumably is listened to predominantly people in the UK. Uh, so who know who knows Stoke. So let's sell Stoke to Australia. It is a magical <laughs> wonderland. Uh, and the uh, but there's a bloke in the front seat uh, raised his arm and midway through the routine, and I said, yeah, yeah, what is it? And He said, uh, I-, I haven't seen that film. And they go, well, okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm on rails now. I very much have to finish this routine. But I felt I'd given you enough information. Clearly not. Uh, but it is, you know, it, it's, uh, Ed, I remember saying that, my good friend said, uh, oh, yeah, you seem to have cracked the way of doing, of talking about, a, you know, yourself." things are difficult to talk about when everyone doesn't know everything, when they yes. don't know what you're talking about. So feeding them a sufficient information to give them the context and then, is, is awkward because, man, it can feel very clunky. So how you do this for an alternate universe, I do not know, where well, you go, oh, Professor uh has eaten one of his own today. I don't know how alternate your universe is. Um, and then well, you make this, the joke about it.
0: It was the challenge, and I, I love that. That was one of my favourite things to do in comedy is figure how much you give them and then how much you make them come to you. Uh, but with the last post, because it was a news satire podcast, it was based on the format of news, which is all about telling people things that they don't know.
1: Okay. Okay. True. Yes. So we'd
0: do the headlines, and then we'd talk about you know the landmass off the coast of New New Zealand of New Zealand now called New New Zealand, populated by octopus people. You can yeah. you can do that, and then you go off into the octopus people bit. And that it worked. I don't know. It worked a bit. It worked my, for
1: 366 days. Yes, my dream is that you would do that. But that actually the comedy would be like a really bad panel show comedy. Right. And we've all seen really bad panel show comedies <laughs> that was just basically saying the same thing again. So you go, hey, I see they've got a new island off New New Zealand. What's that about? Like, like that yeah. level of not bringing anything extra to us, just repeating the story, maybe <laughs> acting it out, you know, like a bit oh, with, the, with the legs, with the arms. <laughs> How does that work? But not actually doing a joke about it. So really, just writing your own um, conjecture. How do they play
2: football? Yeah, (laughs)
1: what's up with those guys? Am I right? What? And then you go, really? Nothing else? Because at times in the you will start a sentence like that, hoping your brain will deliver a funny thing at the end of it. But it'd be particularly good if you'd you'd made up the thing anyway. So the audience have zero investment in it, but then you just pay them back nothing uh, by doing nothing on top of that. (laughs) So you, I, you think, to go nowhere.
0: I think I was already asking quite a lot of my audience um to then put like anti-comedy anti-comedy okay, comedy yeah, fine, commentary yeah. on top of it, it been, might be have been a bit it might rushed. be the
1: wrong genre to do. To do that. <laughs> you can have a visiting a visiting hack comic doing oh. terrible stuff about it like that well yeah, that was the be, funnest
0: thing about it and that's maybe why I will have you on at some point in the future is uh having people on playing different characters So uh, we had uh, Josh Gondelman from the U.S. coming on, and he's the nicest man in comedy. uh, Just playing a billionaire, he's Elon Musk in that universe. Yeah, and you can just like everyone wants to be a villain. I don't know about you, but I've always wanted to be like a a villain in an action movie. That's my career goal. Is just to be the cackling bastard.
1: I carry a certain warmth, I think, unfortunately, with me at all times. It's very difficult for me to shake that off. Uh, and so the only one I always want to do, and I'm not an actor, the um, The only act- job I want to do is I wanted to do Glengarry Glen Ross. Uh, and I wanted to do the Alec Baldwin cameo, but warm. Um, uh, With the same threat, same words, but with all of my, you know... Enthusiasm, yeah Yeah, (laughs) just general niceness But like, yeah, for the steak knives You know, like, hey But but, 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 that's exactly
0: what you want Like, that's what you want in a villain You Like, you want a villain that is sympathetic in some way Or that you like in some way Because then you have the Then there's proper tension and conflict And you feel sort of sad when they fall off a building
1: yeah okay yeah no I, I absolutely but i mean because i i find this, um, the creation of villains to be as vital obviously these things as as, as they uh, more than the heroes i mean look if you look at, at the impossible mission series for example which has nothing as a hero just a running guy uh <laughs> who, who is occasionally in peril it lives or die by by how you know good or memorable you know philip Seymour hoffman is or some of that like whatever and therefore it's a case of like can people either carry off genuine threat? Um, which I cannot do. I know this from, you know, my sporting career as a teenager and, and you know, nightclubs and some of that I don't <laughs> care. I don't exu- Even when I was a younger, you know, more tight individual, I st- there was neighborhood. people went, oh, sh-. I didn't walk into a room and it went quiet. Uh, there was not that kind of sense of thread about me, like whatever. Or, yeah, or you go... Cookie, mm, I'm the one with a cigarette on a stick. Uh, I am the villain. <laughs> I am the villain who eats mints. Uh, there is some sort of hook that they have. The uh, yeah. that they do. Yeah. The uh, and so that you know you could probably do. Well, I seem to be dressed entirely in one color. In one
2: color. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. That, look
0: that, at yeah. my yeah. Look at my pets. My favorite. One of my favorite villain acting choices is in. Uh, I know it's quite cliched, but Die Hard, Alan yeah. Rickman when he goes out to talk to the hostages. Yes. his choice with those lines is he he has a piece of paper and he sort of fumbles it open and he's he's a bad public speaker. He delivers the li- the lines like he's not very confident in them. Then of course later he goes into raving uh, raving villain Looney, but I think that is one of my favourite acting choices in the whole world.
1: Mr. Kotakagi will not be joining us for the rest of his life. Uh, that is, <laughs> I can't do it justice. Uh, it's, it's a so glorious good. Thing. Uh, I did once make the mistake of, uh, there's a line in it um, in Die Hard of... Um, oh, what's it? Oh, when Alexander the Great saw his empire, he wept for there are no more, saw the breath of his empire, there are no words, um, for there were left no words con- left to conquer. Yeah, now I have an idea. If I've heard a whisper that was just invented for Die Hard. That isn't actually a quote from the classics at all, it was just <laughs> in the movie, and I think I quoted it at least once, expecting to get a p- <laughs> praise for knowing this. And,
0: and the Oxford debating
1: club. Or something. Oh, totally! Ma, Alfredo, for there were no wars left to conquer. <laughs> how how wise! And Boris Johnson <laughs> applauded, uh, and the rest <laughs> of the Bullingdon were very very happy. Yeah, uh, but I did do it once once for the Sila Black in a pilot for a panel show that silver Black did, and that line for some reason, someone do a Colin Farrell, and I Colin Farrell just started as Alexander the Great, and I I said something about that, and the fucking look on silver Black's face of. Who is this? What do people think? This is? I'm in show business. What the fuck is this guy doing? Which uh, is absolutely right, you know. And you kind of go, okay, yeah, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not made for days for Saturday night stuff. So, like, <laughs> and like so yeah, apparently, totally fake quote. I don't know that. We, you know, it's the kind of thing I should Google with the win- with the window also open uh, while we're doing this.
0: I mean, I, I would I would I would respect that if you come back with a correction later. Uh, but what, what have you been what have you been wrestling with of late? What have you been
1: well, throwing to, around to, with yourself? I, see, the thing is, I have to restart the whole thing because um, it would be lovely now that the in Britain the the theaters are opening again, it would be an absolute delight to step back into a theater with that hour and a half of material that I had written over the lockdown. Um, but that didn't fucking happen at all. Uh, and it, there is a really strong schism, and I know where you obviously are on this uh, because you talk about this. You invented these worlds and you do these podcasts, You've been doing this from the UK and blah blah blah. Um, None of it's transferable to stage. Okay, fine. That's a, that's a pity, <laughs> but you know you, kept, you the muscles. You kept you kept active, yeah. right? The um there was a definite split between those, you, your generation, right, who went, right, I'm going to fucking hustle and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invent worlds and I'm going to fucking put the effort in and I'm going to podcast and I'm going to fucking TikTok and I'm going to create characters and I'm going to put them regularly on things. I'm going to pour out a ton of stuff, right? And then my lot who went, Oh, so this is what this is what retirement is like. Well, I shall, I shall, I'll be in the garden, uh, and you, I will now have a hobby, and we've all do, like, I mean, there's a line, brace between the line, and some of us just went. If you had kids, basically. A lot of it, if you had kids. And so you're doing homeschooling. And at the end of homeschooling, the last fucking thing you want to do is write material. But it did spill over into, oh, fuck it, I'll just, you know, I'm just going to take a year out now and just, because we're all going to earn the same amount of money from doing this, so (laughs) I might as well just fucking rest it up, like. So, yeah, I would love to. So i got to get the brain going again. I I need the little gigs. I need... I need to be in front of crowds. I need to feel the f- pay, the pain of failure to remind myself that this is what I do. Because this be is
0: so to- important. Like it's one of the things that I love about comedy. As somebody who was like a very good girl, uh, comedy was the first place in my whole life that I felt like I was allowed to fail, and that it was a good thing to fail repeatedly, again and that again and again. Really I got addicted to that.
1: I got. I had a conversation with it. Well, a conversation with the, with the teacher in a school because our our daughter, you know, that age moving picking schools, and she's a teacher. And she said, "Look, this in this school, we won't teach the girls to fail." Uh, and she said, "We won't because guys fail all the time, yes. and it does not dent them, and they carry on, and, and pe- they just you, they learn
0: up. that people will still love them if they fail." Which I think a lot of girls think
1: i've got yeah i did this is bad and i'm gonna be you know and uh, and this had better be amazing because otherwise and the only thing is there the flip side of which is i've spoken to people who work in uh kind of um hr stuff right okay and they've said over the last week the, the common theme is that young men are relatively unemployable in professional jobs because they fucking shamble in uh whereas the young women are fucking on it and they're tight and they're across stuff like whatever. And actually there is a, a slight g- crisis for young men because they're not just... They fucking they shamble into the place and the fucking confidence thing is only getting so far. But you're absolutely right. Confidence and the, and then giving of confidence by failing, by getting things wrong and then loosening that from yourself is vital. You don't, you know, yourself, you did not learn anything from a good gig. They uh, You learn everything from the bad gig and, and re-editing that in your head and going, oh, geez, that could be better. I mean, you need a bit of fucking... Feeling bad about it, you need a bit of that. I wanted to be better, um, but yeah, you're right, you're tempering that. Like it is, you're right, it's a good girl instinct, and that's why I I spent
0: years, years, um, trying really hard at things I was good at and thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, who am I to have imposter syndrome? Uh, whereas comedy, I don't have imposter syndrome, I know how good I am and how good I'm not because I know how hard I worked Mm because I was never like a class clown, I'm not a funny person naturally. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, same, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it's such a it's such an interesting thing. This idea of you, uh, your generation taking a sabbatical because there's nothing to say that that's actually a bad thing.
1: Look, we, we look a lot. A lot of it. I mean, all, all drugs a lot of it was. If, mm we were homeschooling, so therefore there was no, there was no energy left. Uh, there was like, it was, if you had kids, the schism was really where you had kids and it was like, fuck me, all of my energy is going into going to this because they're in the house and I got to teach them how to read. Um, yes, important. That was rather, alert, was, was a big deal. But also I think there is an element that we, A, we could afford to Um and B, we come from a generation that isn't as isn't hasn't been trained to give shit away for free in the same way that your generation has been trained to give shit away for free. And you know, we came from within. The, there was a fucking circuit when I was coming through. So you'd get your fifty-five pounds or your two hundred quid or whatever the hell you were, and you were like, you are paid for your work, as opposed to two thousand of us are going to go to Edinburgh and no fucker's is going to make a penny. The uh, I never lost money in Edinburgh and a little bit of money here and there, really, maybe some potential, like some. I lost on a, what's the word that we're looking for? Opportunity costs of not having not gone to Edinburgh. Um, the, uh, uh, but it was never a thing that is now where you just went, well, I'm just going to fucking burn. I'm going to set fire to 10 grand. Even if I don't have a, like, I, the people who had big prop shows that would never tour again, they were setting for <laughs> 10 grand, but now everyone is setting back to 10 grand. They, uh, and so, like, yeah, it's amazing to watch this burst of energy. But, you know, the rest of us, we're, we're off doing domestic stuff, we'll return... But hope you know to a world of hopefully working, you know, and I think there's a there's an unfortunate thing of, of training people to think that this stuff has to be given away for free.
0: So I feel the most sorry for open micers and semi-pro right. people who are having to do open. Can you imagine doing an open mic Zoom gig?
1: Oh sweet Jesus! I know, I know. Have, awesome. you, have you? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Have you like I don't know if you've done any Zoom gigs. They are like having a nightmare about doing comedy. Yeah, they are um, they are. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. exactly like that. But I can't imagine doing an open mic because what are you learning? You don't get any feedback. You don't feedback. No, so
1: therefore it's all like I mean, and equally so for us then for me, um, the criminality is the new material nights, which I, I don't want to do new material, I don't a Zoom, like whatever, because that's not a test of, of how this is going to work in yeah. any way. New materials are weird at the best of times. But if that was how I was building my my entire, like I have a well of self-esteem that so I can duck back on to. If that was how I was building my <laughs> self-esteem within the industry, that would be horrendous. I'd book it up. Literally, I'll send you some. I've got tons of self-esteem. They um. We should loop back to the confidence thing. It is an interesting question. The uh, But the... Uh, um, No, I have felt sorry for various people. Not for myself, because, you know, yeah, nothing's happened... But I was just off a tour. So I actually was... I was the luckiest fucker in the, in the universe who said that I was probably going to have something of a break. Um, but maybe not quite as enforced as this. They, but there was still an element to which I, I was kind of mentally going, OK, I'm going to take a bit of a breather. It's a bit like a friend, like, people like Andrew Maxwell. We we essentially said the same thing. He said, yeah, you know, like I I sort of said, I wish I didn't have to do Edinburgh this year. <laughs> like like he'd made the wish on a, <laughs> on a cursed monkey's paw. <laughs> uh, and then, then you shall have a year after. <laughs> so, but it was a, uh, the in, in the game of who's been fucked over most, yes, maybe the new ones, or yes, maybe the ones who are just going to get to do the first big tour they've ever done. And they were, this is all in train. And now they just got taken away from them. And that'll be, oh, Yeah, a lot of people in, in the live industry got fucked there by this.
0: That'll be interesting to see what that does to people's self esteem and if, if it sort of picks up again. Uh, because you have the two options. You have the people who wrongly thought that this was going to be their year and the people who yeah. rightly thought that this was going to be their year and neither of them will know. So th- that'll just be a matter of their inherent, you know, whatever it is. They, they can always go, I would have been a contender or they go, go oh, well, this is just my life.
1: I am back in those year where I thought it was my year. Uh, back in I mean I've been Look I, I'm not I've, I've done okay I've done I've, I've had a nice Solid loads of work Right But there was a point Where I thought Hey I'm fucking hot right now I am so fucking hot right now This is amazing Mocker just started I was doing all sorts Of other gigs This is my I am Fucking 2006's Rubbish Ranganathan I am I'm on <laughs> loads of things And this is great And then Russell Brand Spent the night At, um, at uh, Supermodel uh, Whatever her name is um, Her house um, And It was really weird To watch this Machinery Fucking take off About this guy uh, And go Oh okay fine <laughs> That's That's, that's It's easier uh, now yeah, yeah, it's got that. Okay, great. you take all that shit as well, but still, as an amateur, it's like, oh yeah, let's recalibrate what both what I want or what I actually can get uh, versus what genuinely it being your year that people go, oh my god, what a year he's had. He's been everywhere, and uh, going, okay, well, maybe not that much, so that's, that's okay. <laughs> I'm fine with that, like the so.
0: I find it sort of super interesting to watch uh, your generation of famousness because yeah. it's so different in that my, my level of fame is very small but the only people who know me know my work
1: yep. whereas for yep. people
0: like you there are people who have opinions about you who've probably never watched a show of yours
1: yeah it is it, it's one of the reasons it's uh at this point it's really nice to play the tours outside of the uk and ireland um and just go somewhere where they the only people there are people who know you. the only people who know you are people who know you because they Like, they're comedy nerds.
2: Um,
1: And so uh, it's this... At the end of a tour that I'll do... I I love touring and I adore adore it because the UK and Ireland, although, you know, there's there's good places and bad places to go and all that, like, whatever. But the general tremor, you know, there's a lot of people who... We'll just like you just because they dislike the BBC because of its coverage of the Scottish referendum in 2015 yep. or whatever or just like you because it's like BBC because of the, you know, Or there's the someone license. who
0: they yeah. don't like who likes you. Yeah, like.
1: or there's someone that, or, you, or you're or you're into a whole other culture war thing that you, you don't know. <laughs> and then you go to Oslo and it's just the only people there are people who just like who saw your DVDs. You just want to see more of that. And you're going, really, that's it. That's all the engagement. That's that's perfect. That's absolutely ideal. And so. It's been this pure taking for the last while of just going to places, you know, Reykjavik or Auckland or whatever, where you know I can walk through the street and no fucking knows who I am, except the person who will go, fucking hell, are you you that bloke or you're that bloke? Or, uh, like, <laughs> many accents, many, many high pitch, slow pitch, whatever accents, um, will go, oh my God, try know you from the internet or for whatever, or clips of stuff or Brit box or whatever. And that's it. And yeah, because there is. A level of public ownership even if something and I'm very much C level B list C list whatever and, and things where the uh, a level of public ownership that it can be uncomfortable in its presumption sometimes with things like whatever you get basically you get to be the touchstone for other things. The uh yeah, do that'll happen to your generation as well. That will totally happen to your
0: generation see, I don't that. know if it if it can or if it will but this is one of the things that I often think about with what I do or what wrestle with uh is I have never wanted to be a category in a drop-down box, which is not right. good for my career, but the oh, people yeah, who yeah. like me like me. They don't like yeah, yeah, me yeah. for yeah. being a representative of another group.
1: Right, okay, yep.
0: Which is something that I see people, people like uh, good friends about Tiff Stevenson. She, mm. she does feminist, right? And so people who don't like feminists don't like Tiff.
1: We'll decide they don't like Tiff. Okay, fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Because without ever having seen anything, she does.
1: Yep. Yeah. I get that. And that, that can be, yeah. If you represent any particular community, you will push other people away. Uh, even though it's, look, it, the perennial thing is that when people go, hey, what's the show about? And you go, I don't want to tell you what the show's about because you'll decide on the topics that you don't want to see the show. And actually, the show isn't a, it's like, it's just an album, you know, come to the show because. Because if I said to you, oh, the show is about the film 2012, you go, oh, I've never seen that. I'm not going to go through that. Uh, you go, no, it's funny. I'll, it's just a funny thing. But people have to go, well, what's it about? Yeah. As if anyone in music, Beyonce, people when Beyonce rocks up with a new album, people don't go, what's it about, Beyonce? What's the album about? It's Can you stop the album about. up in a What's the theme of the album? And you go, it's just some bangers and some slow ones. That's what it is. That's the theme of the album. <laughs> there's three a, bangers it's a, and there's it's 600.
0: about lemonade.
1: Yeah, look, lemonade was all songs, but it was <laughs> yeah, but it was, but it should not go. Look, you can, you know, there's there's various ones about love and there's, but there's not a generally lemonade. At least had a theme, right. Maybe there's at the least two
0: about my booty. Yeah, you know, exactly classic.
1: I mean, thing. You it's just, somebody, somebody found a noise which is really nice, which goes, oh, da, 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 and I built the whole fucking We just repeated 80 times, and I say something over it. That's the extent <laughs> of this, like whatever. I just I just find a phrase that kind of fits into it. Um, look at this, look at me, hey, 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 whatever. It's works. So the question is <laughs> you're still gonna dance to it. So, like, let's not it's not about meaning. It's like people pouring over stuff every so often you do an interview with them like a John Peel type character, oh, sorry, I don't know what the, the, the in, in Australia is, um, this guy called Dave Fanning, lovely fella, but he will go, mm, but the lyrics, I'll go, the fuck was they the lyrics? It's Prince. I just like the fact that he made the guitar go, and that sold me entirely. I was yep. at that. Yeah, it did was, something you know. to
0: a, a, a spleeny bit in me. And that's it's, why it's, I listened to know,
1: it. And Because his finger's really high. I think it's the string. String's really short. And it was like, and, that, and that's all I needed to hear. That is literally, um, you know, and that's, I would make a very poor DJ because I'd be going, this is the one that goes. Because <laughs> 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 I just needed whatever the cool noise you've discovered uh, and yes, tell, tell a story about driving in a car to Old Man Johnson's farm, yeah, whatever uh, honestly, it's just the waka waka I'm there for, so people overanalyze this fucking stuff, they honestly go on a big journey about what's it about you know, fuck you, look, I mean and, and uh, writing about fucking shows in Edinburgh like, oh, but what's the theme, and you go, I'm just gonna batter the shit out of you for an hour with some jokes, and yeah. then we'll see yeah, and then we'll so- see where we are
0: So for me, I I will spend the first week of doing a show going, it's just a bunch of jokes in a thing. And then about a week and two days in, I'm like, oh, that's what it's about. And like my 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 inner working, like that's why I've been obsessed with all these different, that's how what brings them all together. And I will never know if that was my subconscious mind leading me down a path or if it's just post hoc framing like if it's just me yeah, yeah, yeah. putting a, yeah. a stamp on it and going oh now it all makes sense in the way that you do of your life you're like oh yeah all that made sense when it absolutely fucking didn't
1: there have been shows I've written where I've written out all the funny bits because I've come up with the funny bits first <laughs> and this may not be the best way to it, come up with the funny bits first uh, and then had loads have two, two hours of funny bits and then have literally written them out in piece of paper and thrown them in the air and seeing where they landed and went, oh, I suppose you could put that behind that. And you could put that next to that. And, oh, now it's about man's in humanity, man. Like whatever. Yeah, see. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, fump. Oh, oh, it's about you know, the deadening effect of modern technology and the human experience. Okay, now it's that. But it was, it was. It, it, That's because brilliant. You, can it in order. you just, it, they can come out in many orders. Obviously, ultimately, we can talk about, well, the show's about no, the show is about the funniest bit went last. The, the second funniest bit was was maybe end of the first half. The third funniest was the opening bit, and so like and everything else was just it's just music. You're just rearranging music. The um, the problem is it, I'm saying that as if it's totally reductionist. You, obviously, I, I don't know how you write your stuff, the, uh, but I can not write and go, ah, oh, and one line just pop into my head. I am, I'm a character in my own sitcom and I have to put myself into situations. And I put myself in situations and I react to them or don't react to them. The uh, and so that's how the stories grow. But the uh but then I then I just ranked them as which ones are funniest and and then it becomes the case of the show should do this. yeah, you have to connect
0: it. So yeah, yeah but, you have you oh have no, the, the energy the fl- level
1: of the show, should flow. Yes. And then,
0: yeah. yeah, you have the up and down of the net na- and then you have the like close to the audience and away from the audience as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, then and then
0: you should. have like volume of delivery And then like quiet delivery
1: and then That's what go, I think and, of Yeah, and so it goes, it goes And then second half you come back Boom And so you'd be happy to do that Gather themselves Movement, movement And then a really Or horror, horror category climb outside I once um, In Perth And there's a whole story about me and uh, going to Perth. It was my my favourite story ever. Um, I I was in a strip club in Perth because an an Irish guy said, I'm in here having drinks with the guys who, Perth being run by motorbike gangs, isn't that the the thing? Perth is all the night to run by motorbike gangs. Um, And I said, I'm in with the motorbike gang. He said, we're doing shots in the strip club they own. Uh, Do you want to join (laughs) me? And I went too right, I want to join you. That's the most amazing invitation I've ever received. And in this club, there was this dancer who was from Scotland, and she was really funny. And she did a thing, that's it's too long to explain. It's in the previous show. Um, but it, it was the thing she did was really, really funny. But then the thing I do, I've never told people or don't on stage um that I she did a very, very funny thing on night one. I went on stage the following night in Perth, told that as a finale joke of a show that really hadn't it did okay. But it, but then this joke boom and I went fuck me that's great on the last night of the tour I went back to the club I said hi is she on and she, or whatever name there uh, uh, and they said and she random said I heard I heard I heard there <laughs> hasn't been I a stripper
0: here it. for 30 years no. yeah,
1: uh. They, uh, this place is burnt down uh, because <laughs> it's Glasgow was set so fire the uh, and so she then said that's brilliant you, you use my my the funny thing I said I did it was brilliant it was hilarious arch oh, joke, joke, joke and we had a couple of drinks and towards the end of the evening, Sweethearted of woman right and she said did you get a dance by the way and i said no i didn't get a fucking dance because that's fucking tragic i'm not gonna you know this is really <laughs> funny in a you work in showbiz i work in showbiz way i didn't get a dance and she said would you like the 30 second dance and i said what is a 30 second dance <laughs> and so she said ah, come at me right and she walks me to the, the the area and it's actually kind of all closing up and there's a kind of a stern woman there and she said no no, no i'm just gonna do it a quick demonstration Something Anyone would oh, Okay So we got into the area She sat me down And said right This is how it works And she talked me Through the routine And it was joyous Because You presume Of course they've got a routine They're like any of us They things to do things they do And she said yeah This is what we do And she did And the phrase she used Broadly she said Turned around Wagged at me Said bum face She said uh, <laughs> Then turned tit to, my, to tit face Back to bum face Back to titface, then she climbed up on the chair, lifted her (laughs) leg, went vag face, sat back down again and went tit face, bum face, end.
2: And
1: (laughs) the two of us fell around the place laughing. Because she'd basically given the 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 the, whatever the stone, the um, oh my god, what's that stone that translates all the way? The Rosetta Stone. The Rosetta Stone of this of this entire industry. She said, Look, it's it's bum face, titface, bum face, titface. Fat face, bum face, tit face. <laughs> and and then you go fuck me. All art is bum face, tit face, bum face, tit face, fat face, bum face, tit face. The uh, and I explained this theory at a random evening I was at to Paul Greengrass, the director uh-huh. of Born movies and uh like in 1993 and various other ser- more serious things and said but doesn't it all reduce down to and some people in the arts and different arts have laughed at this and thought oh my god you're absolutely right you said you said you you do things you move things but then there's a set piece where it yep. builds up to a set piece and then there's an epilogue um yep. you know all all dramas and bam, 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 and then it comes out like it's all these kind of movements of something Greengrass is quite a serious man, did not find this an amusing comparison at all, that I'm going, do you know all your work for all the huge crews and everything? That's basically bum face, tit face, bum face, yeah. tit face, fudge face, bum face, tit face. But it's so much of the arts. So it's all. Sh- I
0: mean, it's all shadow and light. It's all intensity yeah. and then relaxation. It's all like whatever, whether you call it bump-fest? Lift, and, it drop them, lift
1: them. and drop them. That's that's so, what it is. That is. So yeah. what, by the way, none of this helps in writing the fucking joke. By the way,
0: no, none of oh. this is
1: fucking helps. thing. People presume if you can analyze this stuff that somehow there you can there you can retrospectively retroactively excuse me just piece together material, but tragically not. You still need a thing. You still so, need a, a, something that's like another thing, you know. <laughs>
0: The first big show I wrote, which was Savage, which is on Amazon Prime, I wrote because my mom was dying, and I really wanted to talk about other yeah. things, but I couldn't. Uh, so I had I took all of the jokes that I had been doing on the circuit, all of the jokes I'd written on Twitter, all of the jokes like just, and I printed them out on A4 uh, paper, and then I wrote the story of like all the fucking furious things that I wanted to say about people who didn't understand. What it was like, you know, to watch somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. die over 30 years, and I wrote them on another. I printed them out, and I had them on two stools for the trial show. And then I just thought, how many of these jokes do I need to tell before I can punch you in the face again?
1: Lovely. Okay, that's a good way. Like, to think it was, how yeah.
0: many do I need to tell so that I can do this to you and you not hate me for it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it was just that. It was just light shade, light, like literally left hand, right wow, hand, really le- is, le- yeah, that's a and very just feeling it out. Version, it was really yeah. interesting as a kind of a, an experiment. And it turned out to be a, a show I'm very proud of. But at the time I was like, is this going to work at all? Or are people going to think it's weird? Because I'm not the kind of person who can make jokes about <laughs> about the sad thing. I can't make light of the sad thing.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and look, and also, you probably your instinct is that it's wrong to make sense of the light thing. The uh, that, I'm, I'm, I'm presuming, but, like, whatever, that this is... It, it, it's also very difficult to maintain that there may be a night where you can do that, yeah. but maintaining the artifice of doing that over and over again, sustaining that, I am revealing this and I'm being raw on the emotion... But it's Tuesday and I've got to do this on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And I think it's very tough to write a thing in which you bear that and also gig it, you know, in the way that you have to do that. That's a tough that's a very tough thing to do.
0: See, like you yeah. see people like Mel uh, Mel Brooks. Great. He does that about the Holocaust. Yeah. Great. I think that's a le- like a totally legit thing to do. For me, the way I thought of it was, like, I want these people to know these things. Yeah. And so I'm going to do it like old-fashioned cinema. I'm just going to cut funny next to true, so close that they don't notice that none of the true things are funny.
1: Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great.
0: It, it, so it just it looks like it's all of a piece. It looks like I'm being funny about this subject, but I'm well, never actually, going to make light of... no
1: says so you make light of things. thing. That's very interesting. That's very, very intriguing, yeah. See, I found that... Um, I, there's, there's things I want to talk about in, in, the cur- in, the, in the show that's coming up. Like specifically, there's a long story about searching for my birth mother uh, and finding information about that stuff, like whatever. And I've never said in front of a crowd. I've only said it a few times, generally publicly. Um, but let alone do it night after night after night. And I worry that I'll get into doing it. And by the third night of doing it, I'm going, I don't want to tell this story again. Because I feel I feel I'm making it material. I'm making it an artifice by taking this genuine, honest thing and repeating it. I remember once doing a story. I had a granny who died and I had a story about how she was in the art war of independence and a bit of material about it. And then I went on the Late Late and I did Late Late Show in Ireland and I did the material about my granny, but banged it out like it was a piece of material. And it was it was a, it was was a, disrespectful because it wasn't <laughs> told from this come from the heart. I had forgotten what the actual version was, practically, and it was just in the polished performance version of it if you know what I mean yeah and that made it it false rather than it being an honest thing
0: so like I totally like part of for me going from Savage to other shows was doing shows that weren't me (laughs) exposing my guts on stage every night because the discipline like I couldn't not I couldn't phone that show in the discipline of that show was to like It's like you've done a – it's not like you're you're not processing anything on stage. You've already processed it. But to communicate the intensity of that emotion and to kind of do that thing to the audience, it needs to be very – like you need to be right up against it. Like you need to be pressing yourself up against the plaster cast of emotions. You need to be performing those emotions and and sincerely because otherwise it's hack or it just wouldn't feel right morally. So, yeah, since then uh, all of the shows that I've done have been – slightly further yeah,
1: absolutely away. by the way perfectly reasonable there two things that are. firstly Journalists think we dream of writing a show which marries the naked emotion of something and, 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 and the writing skill, whereas we dream of a thing which is just fucking gags, A list gags, yep, top yep. quality stuff that you just go, bang, go, bang, bang. Boom. Fucking, this is just, look, here's a fucking thing about lamps, and it's fucking the best thing you've ever heard <laughs> about lamps, and it's gonna be amazing. And I just, this notion that, you know, I it, it only really peaks when it's autobiographical in a way that you wouldn't go to a, a fiction writer and go, yeah, Margaret, Atwood, you're all very well, but you never write about yourself, do you? Uh, you can do it like it is it it doesn't have to be that we do the perfection we often do of is just the fucking the greatest eight lines that are just have nothing to do with anything. And it's something
0: just something that's wonderful. funny because it's silly. Yeah,
1: it's, it's just not funny even, just even funny mean and you can say it anywhere, you can be at any gig and fucking any, boom. Hey, what's it about candles? Uh, and boom, and you finish the joke. And there's no element of having to create the artifice of all that, like whatever. But but the also is the worry that you... Yeah, and sorry, I'm back to Paul Greengrass hilariously. Uh, he <laughs> did two stream of action movies. He did all the Bourne movies, but also <laughs> did Bloody Sunday and um, United 93, about the about 9-11, right? Both of which are incredibly tense to watch. And both of which, therefore, use techniques that he was he would also use in commercial blockbusters. And I, I remember asking him as a thing, we're going, does that feel wrong to go, well, I'm going to tell this story... But I'm going to use the same cut, 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 cut. And I'm going to speed it. I'm going to, to create the same thing in, the, in an audience reaction. But there were genuinely real people died in this situation. Yes. Even in this, or whatever. And I would love to tell you what his response was. But I'm really bad at detail. And I don't remember
2: exactly <laughs> what
1: it was. He, again, rejected the, the idea that this was somehow wrong to do this. Um, but it is, yeah, it, it's an awkward one to do. To, even sustaining the anger about silly things. Let yeah. alone the anger about something, because you're allowed, you're a human being, you're allowed mourn, grieve, change your mood about things. And as we all do in these situations, and then maybe to dip yourself in Aspic, you know, the, uh, Nanette, there must be a point in the delivery of Nanette where uh, she's going... Do you know what? I'm, I've i actually, I'm okay with this. <laughs> I've done, I've resolved my issues with this because I've done, I've done, I've, to, I've talked this through so often and I've done the other version of these jokes so often I've told this story. I feel like I've actually achieved a balance yeah, about all this, you know, but. Yeah,
0: I think comedy cannot be, or maybe shouldn't be therapy for the comedian. It, if it's going to be therapy, it should be a therapy for the audience.
2: Yeah. yeah and yeah, And
0: you have to be, you have to be in like control of it. <laughs> Otherwise uh, yeah. that's it. I love fucking chaos comedians and some of my favorite things just don't mean anything. Like that's the kind of comedian I like to watch is ones that don't make any sense. My favorite line in my show this year is at the end, it's just a dumb, doesn't mean anything line. It's just funny for me to say, you
1: know, I, um, when I go to Edinburgh, the, uh, cause I know the kind of stuff I do and I know the stuff to do. People do similar kind of things to what I do. The, uh, and yet in Edinburgh, I seek out, first show I always see in Edinburgh will be a play that goes wrong type uh, show where somebody is accidentally revealing another member of the cast who didn't know they're about to be revealed. Or, you know, their trousers are on backwards and then something. not farce per se, but like just something I know I can't do yep. uh, and is just silly, is just tim vine doing something like that like whatever it's like so i get up for the weekend three o'clock on a friday the first show i'm into after i get off the plane and dump the bags will be some fucking nonsense by some very gifted set of clowns who have just come up with devised some silly thing yeah well otherwise you spend your
0: whole time going hmm how did they do that Mm. why did they do that i could do that i would
1: have changed it i would have ordered them differently (laughs) So yes, but it's like fucking it's is funny. That's just let's calibrate ourselves on funny, and then I can enjoy the rest of the weekend uh, that way. The, uh, but, uh, yeah, but I yeah, mean, I mean, look, it's it's great when when you can do that. But I think it's one of these things that there are people who write about comedy, um, and. I think they get bored of just writing. Well, that was just very funny. Like, it wasn't about anything because you can't communicate that in a written piece. You, it's much easier to go, well, the show is about touches on these major themes. Like, whatever. Yep. Whereas it was interesting in Edinburgh, the panel. Let me always-
0: slightly misquote their best
1: joke. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then take some hosts and somehow take credit for it. The, uh, but it was it was always interesting because things like the Pirates Perry panel were always bounced off between. Um, The newspapers who writers who like to write about the things that were had a had a well, this is about the show's about this and. Mm. TV and radio producers who were like, "Yeah, okay, but the other one's funny, and I can use that person. That person can be booked on anything. That's grand. Let's get the one who just has loads of fucking gags. I know they're not about anything, they're not tie anything, but they're really handy for us. They're really good because you put them in front of the crowd. like them, and people yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Like whatever. So uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's you can chase your tail too much. Obviously, this whole thing. Ultimately, it's like uh, you do, you you only have the voice you're given. Uh, and you're just gonna find that voice as well. The uh, so you know the, the you two aren't releasing any mariachi band mariachi albums in the next while. It is you are who you are, uh, and that is a very important. to find that person and explore that uh, as a lar- as a as a part of it. Do you think like I don't know how long you've been doing it or what's the what was the the point where you went or have you or do you feel there's a moment you went? Oh, that's yeah, that's me. That's that's. Uh, that's me.
0: Yeah, no, I think uh, for me, when I. I think I always knew what I was and what the difference between where I was and where I wanted to be. Oh, yeah, Um, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with Andy Zaltzman, working with Zaltz just gave me, like it unlocked the silliness that I always wanted. Yeah. I could never do silliness on my own. I always needed somebody else there to like let me be silly. And he sort of like trained me to to be a fucking idiot, which I've enjoyed. (laughs)
1: It's important thing. I mean, I was—I think I was seven years before I realized. Um, oh wait, yeah, that's that's the voice. That that Hectoring funny Lewis Black, basically um, finger in the air, kind of angry thing where the words are spilling out in a fast way, kind of a stuff. And I should just go with that. Uh, but it was it was that long before I realized. Oh yeah, and I'd done three or four Edinburghs before I realized. Oh yeah, so, and I probably was not that different, but just r- realizing it. Um, was yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, fine. I, I should. I I've got to lean into because that's what I am. You know, yeah, yeah.
0: Mine's a sort of a mad professor. <laughs> so
1: Hellenic view of you because of I think it was your last poster had that yeah, as a statue, the Greek <laughs>
0: mythos. Uh, yes. Yeah,
1: the mythos thing, right? Yeah, and so that that you you're faced with that so. Well, that I have always been. <laughs> you're you're partially Greek, which is not unusual in an Australian person anyway. Uh, and but just that that was yeah yeah that's yeah yeah that, 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 yes. That, all that, of
0: yeah. my comedy is delivered in the declamatory
1: style. <laughs> Entirely, yeah, like pl- like Pliny <laughs> the Elder. Uh, like you're, you're constantly <laughs> in some amphitheater. That's your natural place. And the minute an Edinburgh venue comes up that is an amphitheater, you'll be fucking on it like a shot. This is one. Finally, you say, finally, I can do yeah, the this business that I've been practicing. <laughs> with, I can toga it up. And make it all work perfectly.
0: Yeah, the whole show is just a man delivering my lines, pretending to be a woman.
1: Yes, um, I know. Well, that's a whole other thing the, uh, going on. Confidence is intriguing, though. Because the, the, uh, we're talking about um, confidence. And I find confidence and confidence in gender is a very, very... Because there's a whole kind of weird thing about confidence and whether confidence is a good thing or a bad thing. Mm. Um, and... I think as you know, it's a good thing there's an earned confidence it's good confidence and a bad confidence certainly but it is a strange thing that not it's not given enough to young women A kind of that blanket confidence to go and just fucking do this they uh I think it's nowhere near enough I had a conversation once with a um, friend of mine in, in university and I said I went to the school I went to and which wasn't like some big private school had said uh, look lads you're going to be doing whatever you want to do you'll do You'll do all yeah. this, like, and now we we're always told this, like, whatever. And then she was coming from us, she's actually a smart lady. They uh, and she said, No, we, we were never told that. And I'm going, But you're fuck, it's free, why were you never told that? It costs nothing to tell this idea that these oh, the, the b- b- point of these incredibly expensive educations is that the, they create a confidence because they're constantly telling you how you run the place. It costs zero to tell people that they can do whatever they want, they uh, yeah. and it's all available to them. They, uh,
0: yeah, the idea that, 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 that failing will really hurt you or really wound you or really traumatize you, yeah, yeah. I think. I think that's sort of where it comes from because if they tell you and they're wrong, then you might be completely destroyed by that. But I feel like it's the opposite. If, if they tell you and they're wrong, then you'll be like, oh, well, there's a problem with the system, not a problem with me.
1: <laughs> yes. Now, did you want to do this at, uh, when you were young, 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 or when did you realize this is what I'm going to do? Because for me, it came quite late.
0: I came, late, uh, yeah. I came quite late to it. I came quite late to I loved comedy all, always. I loved Monty Python. I uh, have a whole thing about representation because I never needed to see myself on screen. I saw them and I thought I want to be them. I never thought okay, I can't because I'm yeah, a okay, woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the point of representation is not to see yourself on screen, but to see other people on screen and experience that. Like The point of having a brown girl hero is for you to see that, not for her to see that. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's my anyway. The, the no, aside from
1: that, that the, the topic alone, yeah, the, in, in many ways. Yeah, go on,
0: fucking ideas that, that's always been my obsession is how you get an idea from your head into someone else's head, how you get an idea first of all, and then how you get that idea from your head into someone else's head. So, like, I studied rhetoric and literature, and I always sort of assumed I'd be a maybe a writer or <laughs> like a something like that, yeah, or maybe, I know.
1: yeah, people who say that are always. Yeah, it's not like there's that obvious career path where, where the stuff would be useful. Yeah. But,
0: and then comedy yeah. is the minimum viable product for that thing.
1: There's no you boundary. No boundary. Just, yeah, there's no gateway. Just, here it is. Here's yeah. the fucking thing. And go for it. And particularly stand up. Particularly yeah. stand up. Because there's no, yeah. you know, I'm just going to tell you. I mean, and here's I mean, the thing about it is, um, the idea of there being themes and shows. The one the reason that the comedians often don't write themes and shows is because. You fucking have to hammer it to tell people this. By the way, the theme is because people don't watch it in a reflective way, and they don't watch it. At the end of my
0: show at the moment, I say the train is a metaphor for life. Yes,
1: (laughs) because you have to go. By the way. (laughs) <laughs> the theme is uh, it's good yeah. the uh, and like and also it's an art form that has by the way, because the papers have cut back on on arts journalists and over like that there are very few people there's very little continuity of coverage of it so people don't go oh what what, what Bill Bailey's been doing for ten years is this or whatever in all their shows what they've been exploring. Because that's what we do We say the same as anyone else You know They're, they're recurring motifs And they're recurring things, But nobody fucking spots them I one bloke get in contact with once And go How often is Gloria Estevan? How many shows of yours Is Gloria Estefan in I've counted <laughs> three so far I said, yes, you're right. Theresa Barr, she's two fourth, but there's been there's been a reference in about three di- in three different routines. There's certain things you keep coming back to. Fuck me, if I do any more about burglars, I'll scream. Uh, and there's certain things that just and we actually irritating pole dancers. Fuck me. I seem to find that. Industry inherently ridiculous in a way that it I have turned to the it. fake names and um, what it says about sexuality of men and women about the The, the I've had it, it's been a mirror of a million different things.
0: It's also uh, something that doesn't happen in real life. Like no one yes. does it at home. Totally, it's, so we've, it we've only... invented
1: it, so therefore it's all ridiculous. Yeah. The uh, there was a, a routine I had years ago about um, the names and how ridiculous the names are, and it was. Um, that uh, you know, in confectionery often confectionery yeah. and confectionery. Sometimes it sometimes it's perfect. Um, you know, on on the main stage, candy, candy on the main stage. Even the microphone technique is funny uh, on the main stage. Candy on the main stage, and on the second stage, double decker, double decker on the second stage. Right. And I big laugh, grand, haha. But I found that as I toured the show in different places, they didn't have double decker, so I had to do this. It's quite delightful thing of finding a name of a local bar of chocolate and putting <laughs> that in. <laughs> the funniest sounding one. Funny sounding one. The um, Norwegian one is kviklunch. Uh, <laughs> uh, which I'm holding up for those of you listening to this uh, which is a you no know, it's a KitKat they actually got sued by KitKat and won say, claiming that they were independent they are totally it's just a, it's just a KitKat uh, but it's its a very legendary Norway because they have it uh, when they were skiing and they hand them out to the kids at, at you know okay, oh, it's 11 o'clock we've been skiing for two hours have a quick lunch Um, and I, I, I we had a whole thing about it and then I remember coming back on the second half and going oh like quick lunch and the whole place went yes like quick lunch they yeah uh, but I would go. Oh, and, so, okay. and on the main stage, candy, and on the second stage, a quick lunch and <laughs> big laugh. Right? Yep. The best of all of these uh, is there is a chocolate dumpling with with like a mallow filling, um, <laughs> <in> Sweden. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like a, like a soft yeah, foamy yeah, yeah. filling and a chocolate dumpling with like like a boob with a thing on the top. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, with a very specific name in Sweden, and it was the perfect name for this because it was. And on the main stage, candy, and on the second stage. Mums, mums. Uh, and, <laughs> and it looks like a boob anyway. So, so but Funny. It, this has become up. And I have to stop myself, the, like in this year, putting anything in about fucking pole dancers because it is just inherently ridiculous as yeah. a thing to me I, in seven different ways. And I keep coming back to the fucking thing.
0: Yeah, and so people no, think that you're obsessed with. It. So this is one of the yes, things of, of people think that that's an obsession of yours. But what what is uh, what is interesting about it might not be the thing that's interesting on the surface about it. That it's yes. about sex and women. Like what's interesting about it is it's this completely constructed art form
1: totally that is like totally fake. Yes,
0: in but, the borderlands of taboo and like
1: yeah, hack. It's, it's sort it of is the meeting of something which is totally artificial with something. Incredibly fundamental to our human existence, which is the sexual urge, right? Yeah. But the way that service is is done in this ludicrous, everything's fake about it, and it all these, it's all these—it's weird etiquette and all the whole thing—and so the class we know is inherently funny, right? But I'm not saying, look, I, look, I—I I, I think I can—I do write a show that doesn't feature any service in it for once, but the, yeah, but it is funny that within what we do, teams appear and and emerge, and that we return to. There are things that we just like. They're comfortable and funny to us that we, we want to explore again and again and again. But nobody spots it because no one is, their stuff fucking goes past, like, yep. you know, and ultimately, just people just want to laugh. They're not there to go, oh, yeah, that show was interesting because it developed in the earlier themes you've done in previous shows about identity and
0: go One day, Dara, there'll be a university course on your stand up. Do you know and what? And people will draw and out I all these beautiful will... connections.
1: I will, there will be a whole unit on pole dancing and I will (laughs) hand over my archive of material and great scholars will pour through them and hopefully they will do better because actually I was thinking during the They'll um, cast Austria.
0: fortunes by throwing your jokes in the air All and which one's air. track. It could
1: have been different. It could have been <laughs> the show could have been ordered like this. If he just fucking turned it in the air differently. Uh, during the year, I had, I, when I was doing some of these driving gigs last summer, when we returned, say, after a we four months off, and I thought, well, I can't, oh, what are I doing these? And I, and I found slightly older jokes, in <laughs> the absolute new jokes, slightly older jokes that I hadn't told in a while, just for the fun of telling them. So I found old set lists. And there was one of them which said, uh, nail wall Indonesia. And uh, nail is a joke about me going, not being grown up, but never really feeling grown up until I remember. And I remember having to be grown up, being really, like, I mean, having to, there was a, I was moving a house share and a picture fell off a wall. We need a nail for something. And I went to a hardware stop and I said, uh, like, I'm sorry, I need a nail. And the guy said, well, what kind of nail? And I went, there are kinds of nail? And the guy said, of course there are kinds of nail. And he went, Look, what kind of wall are you hammering it into? And I went, there are kinds of wall? <laughs> and the guy said, yes, there are kinds of wall. What does the wall do in your house? I said, well, it stops people from seeing me have a poo. <laughs> <laughs> right. That nail and walls, I cannot remember what the fuck Indonesia is. I can remember... <laughs> <laughs> I can remember the middle of it is me going, and I look at my own kids, that's literally all I can remember, but I cannot from that either go backwards or, and I'm sure I could, I could pluck it off a DVD there or figure I find an online thing somewhere, but it is this tantalising thing of Nail Wall Indonesia. And I do not know what Indonesia is. And It's oh, yeah. something to do with child labor. Something to do with <laughs> whatever, and my own children. And it's, and it's a contrast. And it's good. I remember getting a great. I look at your own kids, and you go, get <laughs> a good response." Yeah, but I cannot remember, and it's hovering there. So, if honestly, the archivists are going to be fucked when it comes to the, you know working with my, my stuff.
0: I mean, it's so great. It's so great when you f- find in your notes a joke that you used to tell that was funny and you find it funny you're like
2: yeah.
0: I'm funny like it's a beautiful <laughs> feeling <laughs> like yes that is a funny joke great. well done and now, well done past we me to go to
1: the well. there's nothing in the world well anymore
0: but I was funny then
1: I was yep. funny then
0: <laughs> and then you have this existential thing about the continuum of selfhood um Maybe you don't I,
1: don't I I certainly haven't put it like that but I I, <laughs> I gather that I, I gather I gather from what you're saying that it, that basically am I the same person I was or have yep. I have I gone from being a funny person to being a not funny person sometime <laughs> over the last while within yep. that continuum is there a point where you change you evolve sufficiently that you become a new creature and the new creature unfortunately happens to be not funny yeah uh,
0: in Buddhism them, there is no bit in that continuum of self that you can put your finger on and say is self and there's certainly no bit that you can put your finger
1: and say is funny. Well, okay. Well, there are two questions, right? Firstly, I, I the first <laughs> one I get, but the things are just funny. The, the Buddha liked <laughs> to laugh, Buddha, depending which yep. Buddha it was, because there are thin Buddhas and, and, and fat Buddhas and happy Buddhas and non happy Buddhas, they uh, and that is a whole national characteristic thing in itself. What countries went for a thin Buddha and what countries went for a fat Buddha, but the uh, but Buddha laughed, Buddha liked to joke. More so than many major religious figures <laughs> were renowned for. But the. Uh, it, Muhammad uh,
0: liked cats. That was what he liked.
1: Did he like cats?
0: Very much a cat man. Uh, there's one point in which he let a cat give birth on his robe. Uh, okay. And another point where he, I think, cut off his sleeve so that he wouldn't wake a cat, I think. Okay, as why, as w- why Islam doesn't like dogs but does like cats.
1: That's interesting. It's um,
0: wildly interesting.
1: There was the um, Irish comedian Patrick McDonald had a fantastic routine about the Egyptian version of Cinema Paradiso. Uh, And in the Egyptian version of Cinema Paradiso, have you seen Cinema Paradiso? I have, yes Yes, at the end There's a very fa- there's a famous scene He sits at the end and, and the projector Who had to cut out All the kisses Because they were regarded As shocking By Italian censors In the 1940s Watches a, a montage Of all the different kisses And you well up It's a beautiful film I must sit the kids down And, make and order them to watch it um, But it's And you know, the music goes And it's all wonderful um, And all the kisses appear and he said In the Egyptian version He sits down And it's just cats And it's just Loads of pictures of cats <laughs> this montage of, like a, a cat walking through your man's legs and a third man or there's a cat in, this, there's a cat in the matrix they, uh, and it's just all oh, the cats but the same music like, nah, 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 nah. and he's like mm, oh look at the cats so many cats like they had so oh, weeping at the sight of so many cats that had to the be taken moral, out of the movies
0: I mean that's such a great bit because it's also like it's great it's great because the moral of the story is completely absent in a culture that still won't let you show kisses.
1: I know, I know, I know, I know. But like, so what is? I love what is, what, The joy of that is, is this is an idea. Somebody's said. Oh, that's a bit like, God, what you wouldn't give for five of those when you're writing a show. That's a bit like, yeah. once I've got that, that's a bit like, I'll, I'll fucking drag the rest of it out. I'll get 10 minutes out of it after that. Like, oh, yeah. just give me the initial comparison and then I'll do that. And his was Water was in Egypt. He had another thing about, anyway, lovely man. Paddy, Paddy, he was in, oh, he was old Mac Love and Father Ted, uh, who has no penis, He was like the Daniel O'Donnell character. Anyway, very funny man. I, uh,
0: I, I watched um, The Shape of Water on an aeroplane. And if yes. you don't know, the opening scene is the lady makes herself an egg for breakfast and uh, gets herself off in the bath. But as far as I know, she just makes an egg
1: for breakfast. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, they've become better at that, uh, airplanes for that. They uh, they will include more scenes. But it is really awkward when it appears because the person beside you, who you don't know, is going, really? As if, like like your mother going, really? Is this what you wanted to watch? When you're watching Dallas in Ireland in the 80s and two people would kiss and they go, is this what you wanted to watch? And you go, no, you fucking wanted to watch this. And you're Uh, lashing out. uh, No, we had
0: to... um if we were watching things with our parents and no one told us we had to do this, but we understood there was a social pressure to pretend to be way more disgusted by the sex scenes on screen. Oh, if we really? accidentally, okay. if they accidentally yeah. came up, so we were like, Oh gross. In order to make our parents comfortable with the fact that they'd accidentally exposed us to <laughs> something. <Yes. laughs> Which is, <laughs> uh, is that I, odd reverse parenting that you do sometimes.
1: I am trying to walk the, the, uh, the treadline line of being fine with this, but not cool with it, uh, which is the most difficult thing no. to do, which is Ooh. like, hey, that's nudity and nudity's OK. Do we all understand that? Like we're not like, oh, no, it's even worse, like whatever. But just kind of going, all right, look, I think you have to have a sprinkling of it's a bit awkward, but, you know, this is what it is. This is what life is without being because you can very easily go into why don't we have a chat? About genitals uh, and, oh, no. and oh, changes no. in people's body. You know, it's very difficult. Not to, I'm going to write that down. There's something in that. Uh, <laughs> to be just like, okay, I'm not going to make you feel awkward on either direction here. It's, yeah, it's incredibly. You, it's, oh, you don't razor. want to be the parent
0: who's like, well, why don't we have a nude day today then?
1: That's fine. Yeah. See, oh. I also have a penis. And your mother, your mother a <laughs> So that's fine, you know? Uh, No, 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 no. no. That's really awkward.
0: (laughs) Unbearable. Uh, Like unbearable. Oh, no. Uh, I should wrap up. Normally I say, where can people find you online? No. Where can they support your work?
1: I Uh, move like the night. I move like a cat uh, who does not appear. I keep a very low profile. I'm nowhere around. I say hello on Twitter. Uh, if you want to, if uh, if you're also running a podcast in a very far far away place, by the way, we're doing this video. Are you near a window?
0: Uh, I am. Yes.
1: Show me. Do you want to look out the window? Yeah, go on. Show me okay, Sydney. It's fucking nine o'clock in the morning. All
0: right. Um, let's see what we can do here.
1: Oh, you can even see the fucking water. How Sydney is that? that is yeah that is very different to the it's a rainy london by the way it's your you're missing also it. this
0: is my uh podcasting studio so the windows there's are dirty because i never open those curtains
1: Sydney, by the way, is uh i decided on, on my last year there sydney is mogadon 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 is it like a like valium it's it's a it's a i had to shake it off after a few days it's incredibly because obviously i was staying in the middle of it right in the middle of it right in the water all that kind of stuff but there's a bit where it's just it's it's like the Kirk song of the Lotus Eaters. It just tempts you in into its, into its mellow vibe. And it's like, oh, and you go, fuck, I can, I'm going to get nothing done here. i got to get out of here. Yep,
0: you can eat avocado toast and go for a swim. Why would you do anything all the time? else?
1: Why would you possibly want to be anywhere else? And I had to get to freezing cold Melbourne. Um, and this is in. I'm trying to remember what time of year it but it was a point where Melbourne was beginning to get a just a
0: comedy festival. Winter. It's got that real. Yeah, pool, no, it, it was actually not, it was
1: October, November, so it was, it was coming into. Uh-huh. It was at the end of of spring, so it was like it was just a bit bitter. But the uh, but it was like I had to get into it because it was like this is too blissful, this is too relaxed and laid back, and I can't be here anymore. I must leave now. This is You're
0: nothing. not built for it this. Is why you don't drink tea. It's too. Yeah,
1: relaxing. I know. You know what I mean. I, I can't get it. like, where can I be found? out like. Look, I'm on Twitter. I'm around. I'll be there. I'll be I'll be I'll be somewhere. I'll be everywhere. Um I am under, I am beneath your wings. I am in your heart. I was I was I was the friends you made along the way. That's yep. where I, that's where I am.
0: Oh, man, I've started ending real-life conversations with where can people find you online because I've been doing so many
1: podcasts. <laughs> Your life is a format now, I'm afraid, uh, and that's what it's it the is. Worst. Yeah. Yeah. Thank I you give, so I much. Give, I give points to random strangers. I say, well done, that's a great answer. Congratulations. <laughs> you and you get the points at the end of that round. That's what I do. So great, content. great content. Great content. Yes, solid solid content. Very, very good. Six out of ten. Um, it's a genuine idea. A delight, darling. A delight.
2: The hoppers at every frame. Loudy, Rifle Doll, Lally Rifle Day. On Monday morning when she comes in, she hangs her coat on the highest pin. Turns around for to view her frames, crying, Damn you hoppers, cry up your ends. Loudy, Rifle Doll, the Rifle Day. And when the boss, he looks round the door, tie our ends up door, first he will roar. Well, tie our ends up, we surely do, for Elsie Thompson, but not for you. Loudy rightful doll, right rightful day. Oh, Elsie Thompson is going away, is it tomorrow, or yet today? We'll tie our ends up and leave our frames And wait for Elsie to return again Loudy rifle, for the, loudy right for